welcome to the Brianna Morello Show. In case you missed it this week, the Department of Justice, or should I say the Department of Injustice, yet again went after J6 defendants, even those who have already stood their trial and been convicted, sentenced, and everything. I mean, they they still haven't gotten enough. The DOJ announced that they're looking to appeal the sentencing of members of the Proud Boys who stood trial uh, earlier this year. Those individuals who were sentenced to 18, 17, 15, and even 22 years in prison, well, that's not good enough for the Department of Justice. Of course, they want more uh, individuals like Enrique Tario, who ultimately wasn't even there on January 6th. Uh, if you recall, he was actually in police custody prior to J6 and wasn't physically there at the rally or anywhere near the Capitol. And yet the DOJ did target him and they prosecuted him. And like we've always said on The Absolute Truth, Emma Robinson, um, obviously, you put these people up in front of a D.C. liberal cesspool jury, they're going to convict. And that's exactly what we had here. So the DOJ is now saying, listen, 22 years isn't enough for Tario. They want more. They initially recommended uh, to Judge uh, Timothy Kelly. They wanted 33 years for this man, once again, who was not there at the Capitol. We've got to drive that part home. Um, and and they wanted to send him away for, for three decades. So So they're still looking to do that. It's completely outlandish, nothing that I would actually um, be able to wrap my mind around. And if you ask any criminal defense attorney, most of them will tell you that they've never even seen the DOJ ask for these type of things. I've reached out several times asking for the DOJ specific questions as to like, why have you ever done this before? Um, how many times have you appealed a sentence? And, and they never want to give you any type of statistics on that or tell you or refer to any other cases where they've asked to appeal. But they're continuing to do that. Um, and it just goes to show how corrupt the U.S. Attorney's Office, Matt Graves, specifically is. Matt Graves has been targeting these J6 defendants since the very beginning. He's been going after them, uh, prosecuting them, I mean, way beyond the law. He's playing legal gymnastics all the time when he's prosecuting these individuals. Simple trespassing misdemeanors are landing people in prison. And yet he's thrilled about it. I've reached out several times to uh, Matthew Graves' office for comment on stories similar to this, and they never want to get back to me. In fact, um, one of their communications members, uh, Patricia's her name, I've reached out to her. When they announced that they were going after the Oath Keepers and appealing their sentences, I reached out to her and, and asked the specifics of what their endgame is. And of course, people like Patricia who work in roles like this, they are miserable people. That's why they work in Washington, D.C. And uh, she, as snarky and as nasty as she is, responded by saying that she thought I was a real journalist. Um, Patricia, I am a real journalist. In fact, great journalists like Cheryl Atkinson acknowledge how incredible I am at journalism and have given me this beautiful award. Uh, Thank you very much, Cheryl Atkinson, by the way. Uh, I just had to flex right there real quick because let me tell you something. Matthew Graves' office has been nothing but nasty to me. And they have tried to avoid answering the questions that we all have. We all want to know why they're going after these people. And we all want to hold them accountable. And they refuse to answer my questions. But for, you know, cozy outlets like CNN and MSNBC, they give like, these long, lengthy statements all the time. It's, it's quite interesting. But if you're wondering like why offices like Matthew Graves are specifically targeting uh, these J6 defendants and viciously going after them, look no further to, to who Matthew Graves is married to. His wife is a radical left-wing extremist. Her name, Fatima Graves. Uh, she works the pro-abortion uh, group. She is constantly uh, showing up to these radical left-wing protests 
Uh, we have one right here for you. If you recalled when Brett Kavanaugh was being uh, confirmed in the Senate, she was completely, completely unhinged. And in case you missed it, in case you aren't familiar with who she is, I've got this little quick soundbite for you to kind of reflect to see why Matthew Graves and his wife are so hell-bent on going after conservatives. Let's take a look. I am here to say we will win this fight. We will win this fight. We know that Judge Kavanaugh could shift the balance of this court. We know what is at stake. It's our reproductive freedom that is at stake. It is our civil rights that are at stake. It is our health care access that is at stake. And we are not going back to the days where women were considered a pre-existing condition. Now, in case you're just listening audio-wise and you, and you missed the visual involved, let me just describe to you how unhinged this woman is. She is literally shaking. Her hands are shaking as she is yelling this into the microphone. Um, she can't even hold her composure. She's a left-wing radical extremist. She's a nut. Um, she is a BLM terrorist, just like the others. And she's just absolutely crazy. And that's the reason why Matthew Graves has all this passion to keep going after conservatives and prosecuting conservatives. Because that is his motivation right there. That's the woman he goes home to at night and has to look in the eyes. Clearly, their entire family is fueled off of hatred. They don't love this country like the rest of us do. They did. They, they wouldn't be targeting conservatives. I don't want them targeting liberals. I don't want them putting liberals in prison just because they just because I disagree with them. Um, but that's not what the other side, that's not how the other side views it, right? They want us all in jail because they don't like us. We're all been convicted of wrong thought at this point, and they want us in prison. Um, and we've seen this play out before, right? It's not just the Proud Boys who are being targeted by the DOJ. If you recall, the Oath Keepers also stood trial uh, thanks to Matthew Graves' office. And uh, people like Stuart Rhodes was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Stuart Rhodes, again, another individual, didn't go into the Capitol. He was at the rally on January 6th, but he was peacefully there. It's his, it's his constitutional right to attend a protest. And yet they uh, they still they still threw the book at him and sentenced him to 18 years in prison, 18 years. Now, before I even started all this, and I kind of want to get to this so you guys can understand, um, I had no bias in any of this when I initially started covering the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys and all these J6 defendants. In fact, there was very few, um, I guess I really didn't know much about these organizations. And so I conducted my own research and I was curious to find out why the corporate media referred to people like Stuart Rhodes as a, the leader of a right-wing militia group. Uh, that sounds like Stuart Rhodes is a very dangerous individual when the corporate media spins it like that. And so I was curious as to why they're calling him that, why they're referring to him like that. And so I did some digging and I went to go look um, up all of the violent um, accusations or even just violent uh, events they attended, right? There has to be like Antifa. There has to be these these moments where you see Oath Keepers getting into fights and brawls and, and, and targeting innocent people. And guess what? I found nothing. There was never any violent acts that the Oath Keepers partook in, partaken in. And um, even the Proud Boys, um, there, there's a couple of scruffles that they got into over the time, over the years, but uh, it's usually Antifa provoking it. And it's not that they are the ones who are going after these people and they're not targeting innocent people. They're targeting people who are just uh, who are going after other people who are attending protests. 
And so it's quite alarming to me that the government has more aggression towards Oath Keepers Proud Boys rather than Antifa. I mean, Antifa, if you recall, during the BLM riots was literally burning down or trying to burn down fellow courthouses. Uh, we saw that. We saw dumpsters being set on fire, being thrown into those buildings. We saw them uh, going after, assaulting police officers, doing all these, these violent crimes. And guess what? Department of Justice rarely prosecuted these individuals. And even when they did, they, they, asked, they asked for leniency. They didn't, they didn't sentence them to 18 years in prison, 22 years in jail. They didn't ask for 33 years in prison. They didn't ask for any of that. I mean, they literally caused, alone, joining on causing $2 billion of the damages during the BLM riots back in 2020. It's, it's this two-tier justice system that has us all scratching our heads, wondering when does it end? When does it end? And that's what I want to know, too. Now, getting back to the Oath Keepers specifically, um, a very interesting piece came out about two weeks ago from independent journalist Steve Baker. And we got to get to it because it's very, very good. And it explains how corrupt Matthew Graves' office is, right? So um, Steve Baker is pretty much laying out what he's found. He's been covering uh, the Oath Keepers trial from the very beginning since it started. He was in the courtroom. And um, he pretty much went through the records and, and was trying to figure out what happened that day. Um, the Matthew Graves' office put an individual on the stand, a witness on the stand, who was in charge of Nancy Pelosi's detail. It was Davis, uh, David Lazarus was his name, Officer David Lazarus. And this individual pretty much detailed uh, what he said he witnessed. He said that he witnessed the Oath Keepers, uh, which were Kenneth Harrelson and uh, Kelly Mix and a group of other ones, in the Capitol, and that they had some type of interaction with Harry Dunn, Officer Harry Dunn. And uh, they pretty much echoed Harry Dunn, who was saying that the Oath Keepers uh, were intimidating him, were aggressive, and then the aggressors in the situation. Uh, and that's kind of how they spun it at his trial, at their trial, at the Oath Keepers trial. It's interesting, right? Because Steve Baker went back and started looking at surveillance footage, right? So you have Harry Dunn making these accusations saying that um, the Oath Keepers were aggressive. I think he even said that they used a racial slur against him, is my understanding of it. And then they said... Um, then they had Brett Lazarus, uh, David Lazarus, sorry, David Lazarus, Officer David Lazarus, Nancy Pelosi's security detail, go on the stand and back up Harry Dunn's claims on the stand. Okay. So if you're following this, this sounds really, really bad. Like the Oath Keepers were, uh, were threatening Harry Dunn is what it sounds like. But you speak to the Oath Keepers, we've spoken to Ken Harrelson, we've spoken to Kelly Meggs, and they had a completely different story. In fact, their story was originally backed by Officer Harry Dunn. There's statements that were made by Harry Dunn, which backed those claims. And their claims were this simple, right? They noticed that there was an aggressive group in the Capitol, and they were, this the group of protesters, and they were going up to Harry Dunn. And Harry Dunn did feel like, Officer Harry Dunn did feel like his, his life was at risk, and that the politician that he was supposed to be protecting that day, that their lives were at risk. And so Harry Dunn, Dunn was holding his gun and in a very intimidating stance, and was yelling back at these protesters and threatened to shoot them. But reminder, these protesters, uh, according to the Oath Keepers, were, they were escalating the issues. They, they were threatening Harry Dunn. So we're not going to sit there and, and pretend like that wasn't happening. That's what the Oath Keepers also back is that they were. And so Ken Harrelson hears Harry Dunn tell these protesters that he's going to take them all out as he's holding his gun in a very intimidating stance and as if he's ready to fire. And he tells them, all, I'm going to take all you out. And so Ken Harrelson, a veteran, 
steps in and says, hey, man, like, let's calm this down a little bit. And he tried to calm down the situation. And Harry Dunn was very agitated and, and told Ken Harrelson that, hey, listen, we've got officers out there going out on stretchers. Like, our guys are getting hurt. And Ken was a little confused by that claim and let it be known. And so um, he called over the other Oath Keepers and they form a line in front of Harry Dunn to protect him from the protesters, to de-escalate the issue. Harry Dunn initially backed those claims in a statement. Comes to the trial, that statement's no longer anywhere to be found. And now Harry Dunn is singing a completely different song, which is being backed by Officer David Lazarus, Nancy Pelosi's detail. Well, turns out Steve Baker over here, great independent journalist that he is, uh, did some digging, went through the surveillance footage, and found evidence that proves Officer Lazarus lied during his testimony. He wasn't anywhere near the incident that was described between Harry Dunn and the Oath Keepers, and they have the video footage to prove it. And it's soon going to be released. Uh, we're just waiting on the speaker race to finish up. But Steve Baker will eventually release that. And uh, it's not going to be the only thing he's going to release. He's got a, a ton of different stories he's working on. He's debugging the DOJ's complete narrative. But it just goes to show that the Department of Justice, Matthew Graves' office, has been full of lies. They have violated all of these men's constitutional rights. And there needs to be consequences that follow. People like Tario, Enrique Tario have had their lives completely ruined. And we need to be speaking out about it. We need to be talking about it. The fact that they are appealing their sentences, this guy over here, Matthew Graves, is appealing their sentences, is an absolute disgrace. And so we should all be outraged equally. And um, we've got to support these guys. So for Enrique Otario, he never really asked for any type of donations prior to J6, uh, during his, I'm sorry, not prior to J6, prior to his trial, I should say. And uh, now he's appealing the sentence and uh, the entire, a lot of the rulings that were that were made during the trial, he's appealing all of that. And it's very expensive because it could go on for a very, very long time. And so his family is asking for donations if possible. They never asked prior, but now they need them. So if you'd like to donate to them, you can go to the Give, Send, Go and search the Tario Family Fund. And that's where you can place a small donation if you like to help him fight back. And we need people like this to fight back because let me tell you something, guys. If it's not, if they could get away with this, they're coming after all of us. At some point, we've all just got to realize that. Um, this is just the start. If we allow this to happen, it will eventually trickle down to all of us. Uh, so it's quite disturbing. And we all have to just support these men because they didn't commit any acts of violence that day. Um, Tario, like I said, wasn't even there. Uh, this is a battle over our constitution at this point, and we all need to be supportive. Well, well, let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes Whoa! and uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous, so I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before, so I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because, let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and trying to figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend and right now, you go to kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. That's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. Or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. <laughs> We 
are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT.